uh, this might allow us to, to begin uh, by reading John 17. John 17, starting from verse 14. It says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of this world. Just, I am not, just as I am not of this world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Uh, this scripture uh, is the scripture that informs the popular saying in, in Christian circle, uh, we are in the world, but not of the world. I'm sure we're all familiar with that. You know, it communicates the fact that we belong to another kingdom, the kingdom of God. It also means that we are several steps higher, higher than ordinary men. That means that we are superhuman children of God. It means that in Christ Jesus, the law of this world no longer affects us. Romans 8.1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Now, the finished works of Jesus on the cross speaks to the fact that we have now escaped the authority and the rulership of the ruler of this world, the devil. Aren't you glad that you belong to Jesus? Aren't you glad that God loves us that much to take us out of the dominion of darkness and to translate us into the kingdom of his dear son? We are the redeemed of the Lord. Satan has no authority over you. Glory to God. We were bought at the highest price possible. And like Jesus prayed, we are sanctified by the truth. We are kept. It means we are kept by the truth, despite the fact that the devil holds sway in this world. We are kept by God's word. Hallelujah. You know, the devil runs amok all over the world. He puts modalities in place to effect global crises in economy, in, in finance, in health, and in other areas of life. He has set up ways by which more and more people become depraved in their minds over mundane things of the flesh. He is targeting the youth population, introducing strange cultures all over the world. Nations are bedeviled with, with poor governance and bad leadership in their most critical sectors. One of the devil's strategies is to lead you to believe that the challenges you may be facing are a direct result of the present state of things all around you. The devil wants you to see your present financial struggles as a result of a general economic state of things in Nigeria, for instance. He would prefer you to play the blame game rather than focusing on the fact that you are sanctified 
kept by the word of God that is able to save your soul. It will do everything to take, to take your focus of the word of God so that you do not, you do not do what the word says. He wants you to abandon your most vital resource by which you are sanctified, by which you are kept from the evils of this present world. Look at what James 1, 21 to 22 says. He says, therefore, get rid of all moral fields and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. You see, that's where it says we are not uh, errors alone, but doers of the word. Be not errors alone, but also doers of the word of God. So what does the word say? Let's look at Romans 12, 1 to 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, is good, pleasing, and perfect will. Glory to God. You see, your body in that scripture represents the whole of you. Everything that informs your physical identity. The will of God is good. It covers every area of your life. His will for every area of your life is good. That includes your health, your finances, your spiritual life, your career, your marriage, your relationships, your business, name it. All God is saying is that we think the way he thinks. To renew your mind by searching out the good things God has freely provisioned for you. For you to understand that we do not operate under this world system. Now, the devil is afraid of you coming to the full realization of, the fact, of this fact. And knowing how to deploy this knowledge to your own advantage perpetually. He wants to keep that knowledge away from you. He wants you to shy away from the truth and explain your situation away with the mere facts of this world. The devil wants you to drown in self-pity and to continue to struggle through self-effort. All he wants is for you to put your own plans in motion outside of the word of God so that you, you may be weighed down with so much anxiety to the point that you are totally blind to the allowances and freedoms available to you in God's word. While praying for the Ephesians church, Paul must have realized this when he said, let's look at what it says in uh, Ephesians 1, uh, uh, 1.18. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Hallelujah. So having said all this, what must 
a child of God do? We must put on the whole armor of God. You know, funny, funny thing for about three weeks in Church 5 2, the topic has been putting on the, the full armor of God. Not just a part of it, but the whole armor. Interestingly, the armor of God talks about the provisions God has made for us in his kingdom, especially through his word. For a single purpose, you know, that we may be able to identify and ward off the strategies of the enemy. Checks, let's check uh, uh, Ephesians 6 from verse 10. Ephesians 6 from verse 10. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you may take your stand against the devil's schemes, against the devil's strategies. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand from then with the belt of truth, buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray. Okay, let me stop there. You know? Isn't it amazing that God, that Paul really dealt with this topic with the Ephesians? Here, he tells them how to stand against the schemes of the devil so that they do not lose their focus on God's provisions for them. Put on the full armor of God. Notice that the first component of the armor is the belt of truth. God's word is sacrosanct. It is the only version of the truth. Every other thing is ephemeral meaning they are mere facts that will soon be unseated or replaced by a new fact. But God's word remains the same. The economy around you may be up today, down tomorrow, up again the next day. But, but God's word remains the same. It says you are blessed no matter what the prevailing economic situation is. So tie that belt really firm around your waist. Tie it well by meditating on God's word. Remember what the Bible says in Joshua 1.8. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be able, you'll be prosperous and successful. It means then that if you meditate on God's word, you'll be careful to do what he says. Then you will pave the way for success in every area of your life. To do the opposite is to pave the way for the same frustrations people are experiencing all over the world. May I announce to you this morning that the devil also wants you to meditate? Oh, yes, he does. 
He wants you to meditate. You know, I was listening to uh, Pastor Crefudola, and he said in one of his sermons that if you know how to worry, then you know how to meditate. Yes, if you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. You know, sometimes we say, oh, uh, sometimes find, people find it difficult. What does meditation really mean? If you have ever worried before, if you've worried about something, then you have meditated. You see, worry is a negative form of meditation. You know, when you examine every angle of an issue, bothering your mind, instead of examining God's word, what God's word says about that matter, that's worrying. And it is negative meditation. And you know what? It produces its own results. Yeah. Worrying has its own results, like anxiety, insomnia, you can't sleep, etc. And all of this can lead to health complications. The ultimate result of worrying is actually disobedience to God's word. Didn't God say not to be anxious for anything? He said, but with prayers and petitions, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, the peace of God, which transcends all human understanding will fill your heart. See the difference? Worry breeds anxiety. Um, meditation brings peace. A peace that does not come from this world. A peace that garrisons your heart with assurances that God is making moves on your behalf. Isn't that the same peace that Jesus promised when he said in John 14, 27? Peace I live with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. Meditation is God's own strategy and is also a command. It is God's strategies for us to win in life because it is a battle of who is loudest. Everything in the world is set, is set up to talk to you and so you must respond. It's only what you have meditated on that you respond with. The devil knows that he is in trouble the moment you keep your gaze on God's word. He knows your meditation will lead you to praying aright. He knows we are the only set of people who can destroy strategies in this world when we pray. Did you see the direction of our prayers this morning? Sister Debbie led us to destroy the strategies of the enemy over our economy and the general situation in our nation. <clears throat> so meditation helps you. It helps your prayer. It helps you to pray and write. God is eager to hear you telling what actually garrisons your heart. And this has to come from his word. He wants to know that your confidence is in his word and not in the arm of flesh. This is a sure way to ask, to seek, and to knock. 
Jesus says, you will receive, you will find, and the doors will be open to you. So meditation ultimately leads you to all of this. In fact, if you are not asking, it is another way of saying I don't believe or I choose to worry and do it my way. You cannot afford to keep quiet. Your keeping quiet gives the devil a say in your life. Your speaking out shuts him up. It is a battle of who is loudest. Are you going to allow the noise of the lies of the enemy drown the voice of truth of God's word? Let us be bold to put God's instructions into practice in the coming days. Let meditation on God's word inform what you say in the face of those circumstances. Let it inform your declarations over all things pertaining to you. Let it inform your expectations. After all, God says our expectations shall not be cut short. So from now on, when you go out, expect to be favored. Expect to be the choicest among the best. Expect things to go your way. Expect God's mercy to come through for you. You know, Lamentations 3, 22 to 23 says, His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Meaning, God's mercies belong to us. God abounds in mercies. It means His mercies show up in different ways, different dimensions every day. He does them out willingly, freely, you know, in different ways. His mercies show up for us. His mercies are not dependent on how smart you are or how good you are. They are consumed freely by those who know the inner workings of meditation and how to deploy the power therein. You know, I perceive that more than ever before, God wants to show himself strong in all our lives. Those ever dynamic messes are designed for us. So let us begin to enjoy them every day. And this starts by acknowledging that they are there and they are meant for us. Meditate on that. You can only know that through meditation on God's word. It is my prayer this morning that we, we all will walk in obedience to God's word and that, medi meditate, and that we will meditate on God's word. We will, while meditating, we will unlock the secrets to the kingdom and his message will show up. It will show up. They will show up in all our endeavors, every step of the way, in what remains of this year and even beyond. Glory to God. Do have a fantastic day.